Hey, this is Gary. This is Mike. And Daniel. We're not professionals. We're just three addicts sharing our experiences, strength, and hope regarding recovery. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other addicts and to practice these principles in our lives. Hello and welcome to another episode of the 12th Step Podcast. My name is Gary. This is Mike. And this is Daniel. Welcome, gentlemen. We will be discussing another couple emails from our listeners. Yes. So we're going to start out by saying it's so good to hear from you guys. We appreciate you reaching out to us. We hope that uh, as we go through some of your emails that what you what we say might be helpful. But know that we're we're in your corner. We're rooting for you. And I definitely put in there a caveat that, you know, if it sounds like we're being harsh, it's coming from a place of love. Because we've all been there and, you know, we've had to be called out. Yes. As pleasant, unpleasant as that is. Yes. It's so true. So we have, we have two emails that we're going to be discussing in this episode. And uh, the first one, I'm just going to read through it really quickly and acknowledge. This is coming from... Uh, a listener who identifies themselves as C. Yeah. And it says, hello, I'm just starting on my journey in the process, of, and I'm in the process of filling out my three circles. I desperately want to get better. I've been with a loving, supportive woman for 10 years now, and this is beyond threatening to ruin it all. How she has stuck around is beyond me. I want to engage in conversations with others, struggling and in my position and will eventually be looking for a sponsor to help me along the path of recovery. Thank you. C. I'm going to jump right in here. Jump right in. First of all, what a miracle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What an absolute miracle for a variety of things. A miracle. First of all, thank you C for writing us. That's that in and of itself is a piece. Yeah. That that's, you know, thank you so much. But the miracle I'm talking about here is, is that we have a person who is Interested a in their in their recovery, starting mm-hmm. through the path three circles. What a what a fantastic exercise, recognizing they've got a problem. Uh, all of those things. The second miracle that that I'm experiencing even in my own life, and that mm-hmm. is, is that my wife stuck around. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know what that feels like to think, oh my word, I've ruined everything. To how devastating it was to share with her, and only to find out that she herself had contemplated suicide as mm-hmm. a result of some mm-hmm. of the things that I had done. And that, believe it or not, she stuck around. That's nothing shy of a miracle. So, see, mm-hmm. congratulations to you. You've, you've, you've witnessed firsthand one of the most remarkable things that that exist in my mind on this planet. Um, so, I'm very thrilled for you. I'm thrilled for you for reaching out. I'm thrilled for you as you head down your path. Um, and yeah, I'm excited for you. Uh, I hope you. I hope you st- reach out and keep in touch with us over and over and over again about how well things are going. Mm-hmm. I love that you. Uh have the clarity to know that it's threatening to ruin it all. Yeah. I also love that you seem to show some gratitude. Yes. For your for your significant other for your spouse and recognize that the the work and the effort that she has to put into support you through this process. Yeah. Um sounds like you've you've got yourself pointed in the right direction. Definitely get to a 12-step program. Looks like that's something that's on your radar or a group might be on your radar, get yourself a good counselor, and, yeah, get yourself a sponsor. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But I think the—I uh, love the three-circle tool. <clears throat> oh, that's I, a fantastic I tool. We've done a, we've done a podcast or two on three circles, and I think that—I uh, hope you take a minute, see, and actually listen to some of those podcasts, because I think we've addressed some of those particular issues. But what a great tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
um, you'll find yourself. I happen to have a sponsor who's sitting here at the table with us, and I, I can't remember how many times he's called me out for second for middle circle living, which, uh, and I'm sure he said the same to you, Daniel, if that's... Yeah, and I've even called my sponsees out on it. <laughs> In fact, I did I was, it a couple of weeks ago. Was, it was kind of I was, funny. I was a little worried you were going to say that it was a really great tool. <laughs> I just remember so many times when I would say something, and he'd suddenly you'd say something in retort of, "Well, that sounds like middle circle living, Mike." <laughs> <laughs> so I hope you spend some time on that tool and really spend some time in the middle circle because I think that's going to be very, very useful to you. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you'll 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 do yourself a huge favor if you put in a lot of good work. Define define your middle your not your middle your circle. Inner. Define your inner circle very, very clearly and very specifically, yep. and make sure you don't put anything ambiguous in there that's impossible. Yeah. Right. You know, right. to achieve, uh, and then then discuss, then then do a really really good job on your middle circle stuff. And do you know, do you know what? Do a really good job on your outer circle Absolutely. stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I think that one gets overlooked. Like I I, I know what. Mm-hmm. No, you don't know what's good for you. Yeah. You know. You've been living an addictive life for yeah. so long. That, yeah. yeah, really do some work on that and realize what brings you some meaning and some joy, and really focus on that. Yeah. And, and, you know, this is something you can revisit every six months to a year or something yeah. like that because those things can change. Yes. I, but I will tell you this. Once you put it in the circle, you don't get to move it without talking to your <laughs> sponsor. To your sponsor. Yes. And maybe your, and your therapist and maybe yeah. your spouse or how, whoever your support group is, once you've, once you've established your circles— You've gone over that with your sponsor. You don't get to move them without without yeah. a conversation. Yeah, moving them is one thing. Adding to them is something entirely Correct. different. And you can add to you can add to all the time, right? Yeah. I mean, you're going to find out in your outer circle things that uh, that perhaps you never thought of, mm-hmm. uh, old hobbies that you've given up as a result of your addiction. Yeah. That's a great place to start. Yeah. Um, you know, you may have restored old cars or bikes or something like mm-hmm. that, or you may have collected specific things. I don't know, coins, stamps, whatever, and gave all that up for addictive behavior. Now, as you're starting through your recovery path, realizing that those were things that that you want back in your life mm-hmm. because they're going to provide some real meaning for you and an opportunity for you to to uh, escape in maybe a healthy way. Yeah. <clears throat> now, we're going to go ahead and I'm going to read another email right now. This comes from a listener who defies... who who identifies themselves as Seneca. And this person seems to be in a similar place, uh, starting out in recovery. And so um, I'm going to read this, and then we're going to go ahead and give some thoughts and advice on that, and then just realize that this is really good counsel for anybody who's starting their process. Yes. And these two seem to fit very nicely together, Mm -hmm. so I think that's a great way of combining. Even though the age difference is probably very different. Sure. Yeah. Uh, maybe circumstances or whatever, but you'll find that the principles that we're going to share is actually really, really. All right. Hi, my name is Seneca. I'm 23 years old and recently just started my journey in recovery from addiction to sex. Right now, I'm struggling mostly with being so isolated and not having anyone to validate or understand, uh, have experience with what I'm going through. I've been making it to meetings, but I'm a little shy so I thought I'd put myself out there and see, uh, and see you, uh, you have if you have if you have any suggestions as to the as to how to overcome my shyness, so that I could talk to others about recovery and the struggles. Um, first of all, Seneca, 
I know what it's like to walk into that meeting for the first mm-hmm. time. And it sounds like to me you're halfway there, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you're a long ways even, down the path. To even walk reaching out to us. Oh, yes. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. Absolutely. So congratulations on finding the fact that, you, uh, that you're struggling with this particular issue and that you recognize that you have a problem and that you're, you're doing what you need to do to find help. Um, yeah. That in and of itself is going to affect your shyness, mm-hmm. as you described it. Uh, to walk into a meeting, uh, an SAA meeting by yourself, into a room of unknowns, not knowing what to expect, not knowing what to, to, to is going to happen there, and then to say, hi, I'm Seneca, I'm a sex addict. Mm-hmm. Um, and to have everybody in that room say, hi, Seneca, um, and that, that's immediately validating. It is. Yeah, that's a, that's a validating experience for the very first person who's ever walked in the door, who's ever experienced that. That's a, that's a powerful, powerful moment. And you're among friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, one thing I would suggest to kind of overcome the shyness is pick one person. Pick one person and say hello to them and mm-hmm. talk to them. Yes. Um, yeah. And, you know, build a, rela- you know, build a conversation. You're, you don't have to talk to the whole room, just that one person and for that meeting and be okay with that. Right. And then the next one, talk to them again and see if that goes well. And maybe the one after that, you know, the third meeting, then you go talk to someone else mm-hmm. it, you know you only have to do one step at a time you don't have to talk to everyone in the, in the entire room right you know exactly um, right in, in fact I, I love what you're saying so much I'll, I'll, I'll jump onto it and sure. I'll, I'll even build it where I don't know where you're at in your shyness mm-hmm. but reduce it to what you will willingly do yeah yes. okay a really really good example of that is to overcome my shyness I am willing to write an email Mm-hmm. And you did that. Yep. Okay. So what Daniel is suggesting is spot on. Now, even if all you can do that first week is just drive to the building and sit in the parking lot, if if that's all you can do, then start there and do yeah. that. You know, if you can do a little bit more than that and go into the building, great. Uh, if you can get all the way into the meeting and talk to one person, fantastic. But the, but the key to overcoming this kind of stuff is to reduce it to the level that you will willingly. Yeah. W- willingly take that upon yourself and do it and then build from there. Daniel's I, exactly right. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like she's making it to the meetings, <laughs> mm-hmm. but maybe she's passing um, opportunity you know, and not really talking when it comes time to share, and that's okay. But pick one person, go up to them afterwards and say, mm-hmm. hey, I'm Seneca. What, what You know you're, you know their name because right. they're going to say their name. You know, I, I'm struggling. I just want to. I just want to talk. Mm-hmm. Meet someone. It doesn't even have to be about recovery stuff. It could just be about the weather. It could mm-hmm. be about your dog, yeah. uh, or cats, or or just something, and get to know them because maybe they said something. You know, and this is the reason you're picking them. Maybe they said something in their share that's like, wow, I connect with that. Or, yeah. you know, they mentioned, oh, I have this dog and I love it, and mm-hmm. you love dogs too, and go talk to them about dogs. Make some sort of connection with that person, mm-hmm. and then. As the you know, you feel comfortable, then you can open up more. Right. The spot on, man, Daniel. I'm so proud of you right now. All right, That's so good. <laughs> Do you know if if you don't like with the share again, if if you're not willing to share something, even if you just took a moment and expressed some gratitude yes find find something whatever it is that you're you're willing yeah. to do and then do that and then kind of build on that but yeah, yeah. i want to i want to bring something up that uh, she points out uh she says i uh i'm i'm struggling mostly with being so isolated and not having anyone to validate or understand and i want to 
I want to just, I want to absolutely help her understand that, or help him or her, I guess, I've, uh, help help you understand that that's very normal. Yes. That's a, that's mm-hmm. a very normal response to the kind of thing that we experience in addiction, is to isolate. This sort of stuff doesn't happen out on Main Street or downtown mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. people around or anything like that. We've developed a way of dealing with this particular issue by isolating ourselves. Yeah. So you're very much normal. You're very much uh, a product of, of uh, or that behavior is a product of your acting out yes. behaviors. Now, the way is that the key to it is, is that we need to work around getting out of that because isolation is not healthy. Mm-hmm. And so to be healthy, we need to do something different than isolate. I was, I'd also add on to there is, you know, your situation, whatever you're struggling with is not unique. I know we get in that mindset of like, no one understands, no one knows mm-hmm. because, you know, we haven't talked to anyone at that point, and so we feel like we're just this wounded, broken, horrible person, and, and no one understands. Mm-hmm. But if you open up at these meetings or you know go to group therapy like we've done or even with your therapist, you'll start realizing you're not no. unique. There are so many other people that are struggling with the same thing or very similar things than, than you, as you are. I think the word that comes to my mind every time I think about my SAA experience is tribe. This is my tribe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These are people, if there's anybody out there on the planet that understands me, even more so in some cases than family, if there's anyone at all that understands me, it's my tribe. It's yeah. my group of people that absolutely positively get me. And there's no place safer on the planet than to be with that group of people at that point in time. So that's a, that's a healthy start for you, Seneca. Here's here's something else that you might that might help. Oh, um, you know they say that in the twelfth step you don't get to keep what you have until you give it away. Yeah. Right. Okay. I promise you that in some future meeting, somebody's going to need what you have to say. What you have yeah. to say. Yes. What you're bringing to the table. All right. And you're going to be that healthy connection. That you know, I, you never know when you will say something that someone will hear and never forget. Right. You know. Well, I mean, great example to, I mean, is us. You know, we put this out there, and you clearly have heard our episodes, and uh, that has prompted you to write to us to ask for help. You know, because you've heard things that we've said that have, I, I would assume, yeah. that has resonated with you and has helped. Um, you know, the fact that you've taken the step to email us, now take that step with someone in your group. And that way you have someone local that yeah. will be there for you. Um, you know, we're still here uh, an email away, but that person can come over. Right. They're a phone call away, and mm-hmm. they will be there for you physically. That's, a, that's something we definitely want to add to this. Uh, part, of the, part of the meeting experience is that phone list. And the, reasons, yes. the reason, Seneca, that that list is passed around is for the sole purpose for you actually to take a— to, to, to reach out to somebody on there. The reason that person lists their phone number is to say, hey, guess what, Seneca, I totally understand you. If you're feeling isolated and feeling alone, yeah. please take a minute and shoot me a text or call or something yeah. like that and say, hey, I can't tell you how many times during my busy day at work I'll get a call from somebody who says, Mike, I'm, in a, I'm, I'm, I'm really in a bad place. Do you have a minute? And I'm amazed at how when we just take just a minute to just sit and visit about where things are at, and as we talk through some of the issues that they may be experiencing, how things calm down. Yeah. You're really not alone in this. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole purpose of the group 
and the list that's being passed around. So use that tool. That's a that's a powerful tool. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll even admit earlier this was it this week. Yeah, earlier this week I, I had I had some I was struggling with something and I reached out to Gary, you know, and just that sending connection. that text off yep. mm-hmm. was enough. Yeah, you know, and he of course reached back and I was I was in a better place by that point, but just doing that does help and knowing a that lot. someone is on the other end will answer. Yeah. Yeah, I think just sending even a text at, take two or three numbers. Yeah. Take two or three numbers. I think Gary's pretty famous for talking about broadcasting it comes That's from right. text, right? Oh, I have a list. I go, I, I hit Gary. If I don't hear, yeah. I go to the next person and add, the next person. Add three or four people to the text thread and shoot out a text to all of them and yeah. say, hey, I'm struggling. I need some help. And you'd be surprised at how quickly those people respond. Yeah. Uh, I've seen people literally get up and walk out of meetings to be able to address somebody in need. So so don't, uh, don't think that that list is just for no purpose going around. And if you're not getting one in your group, Ask that one be passed around. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a that's a that's what's supposed to happen in those SAA meetings. So yeah, make certain that that's occurring. Yes. So uh, again, tribe is everything when we're dealing with this particular topic. This is really really hard to to be tackling tackling alone, and so isolating and being alone and feeling shy about that is going to be difficult. I mean, I, I the no one would ever go head-on, to fight an army by themselves. I mean, and that's what we, this is the mindset that we have, is I can handle this, I can I can tackle this. You know, and we march in to the battlefield, and there's 500 men on the other side, and, you know, it's just us. It doesn't work, you know. We <laughs> clearly get overwhelmed and beat up. But when we have our group, when we talk to them, we have, you know, we have that army, we have that support behind us people. that we can, yeah. you know, we can charge into battle. It's like, you know, when you see in the movie and you see the one guy and everyone's like, you know, the other army's laughing at him and then you see everyone crest up on top of the hill and then the other army runs away. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what this situation is when you have that support system. You know, they're not visible until, you know, you reach out and you need them and then they show up and then the other, you know, the addiction runs away pretty it much. Does. Yeah. Great email. Fantastic email. So any other thoughts for C or Seneca? Uh, The only thought I have is, again, thank you for reaching out. Mm -hmm. Absolutely appreciate having a chance to talk uh, about their particular issues, their particular concerns, and and, uh, I'm excited for both of them. Mm -hmm. Really excited for both of them to be on the the front end of their recovery path. What a, what a, an amazing thing it is to find recovery. Yeah, and and then that, Definitely. I mean, both of them, I'd just say, definitely engage in conversations with people at the group, get to know them, get them to be your support people, and, you know, be part of that army on the ridge that supports you through this process. Ultimately, finding a sponsor and working the steps. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Very good stuff. Fantastic. Well, we wish you the best. Please reach out and let us... Keep us informed. Yeah, keep us informed. We'd love to hear from you guys and, and follow up kind of things. And let me congratulate you both. On beginning your journey and reaching out, you know, I was I was thinking of you know of all of the things that I've tried, all the tools that I've used in recovery. I don't think that I ever emailed a podcast. I I don't think I did either. <laughs> well, I I don't think podcasts were that big when you started. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> to be fair, wow. To be fair, who hurt you today, Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> 
wasn't meant as a bad thing. I'm just saying, you know, Gary's been at his recovery for a long portion of time. You're saying telephones didn't exist? Running no. water didn't exist? To- what? Clearly telephones <laughs> existed. But no, I mean, podcasts weren't a huge thing, especially for That's, this type of topic. That is true. But- and so that wouldn't have been an avenue around. But Gary definitely reached out to people that he needed to. Yeah. But, you know, in this day and age, you know, especially reaching out to us as a podcast is kind of a huge. It's like calling up, you know, a talk radio show and yeah, saying, it's no hey, you know, um, I, I'm a sex addict and uh, I need some help, yeah. you know, and you know, talking to Frazier uh, <laughs> from, from that TV series. I mean, oh no God. one does that. <laughs> but, you know, uh, these guys yeah. definitely took and, the, the leap of and faith. That, that's not nothing. That is actually that a, is a really, huge, really, big, really yeah. big step. Yeah, so. big I know step. it's safer because you don't know us. You haven't seen our faces, but, you know, that is a huge step. Very good. Very good. What a great Very uh, good. Good discussion. All right. Well, this is Gary saying do the next right thing. This is Mike saying do the work necessary to find the peace that recovery can bring. And this is Daniel saying find the humility in your recovery. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find us. As a fellowship of recovering addicts, Sex Addicts Anonymous offers a message of hope to anyone who suffers from sex addiction. Check out saa-recovery.org.